In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of minister relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, some of you may remember that just as the pandemic was shutting everything down, shutting us down, across our entire region, the entire DMV, as a matter of fact, we had our friends from One Heart DC on the show to share with us the various ways that um, the church has been responding in this um, very difficult time in this crisis. Well, guess what? Our friends are back today to discuss specifically how the Street Vine Lights initiative that we have talked about, and we've actually ran programs about and commercials about, is making an impact during this very challenging time and how you can join in this effort. So we want to talk about that. And of course, to get us going, to get us started, to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Good to see you all virtually today again. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, this is kind of how we've been doing things for a while now. And I have to admit, uh, there's some good and bads to it. Uh, the bad part is that we don't all get to grab some food after this. The good news is, is that our commute was much shorter today than maybe we normally to come into the WAVA studios or from time to time when we would uh, record out at Christian Fellowship Church there in Ashburn. And Indeed. so uh, I, I'm glad to talk about what we talk about here in the show. It's the good news of the gospel. And the good news of the gospel is spread in so many different ways. And today we're going to talk about another way uh, of using the resources and the tools that technology brings us in a creative way uh, to, to reach our neighbors with the truth about Jesus. And so we have um, two people that are very familiar to me and obviously to some longtime listeners familiar to the show. I'm going to start with my friend Jeff, Jeff Jacob. Uh, we used to, our churches used to be right next door to each other, but Jeff, you moved and then I moved, and I'm going to assume uh, that it wasn't personal between the two of us. We we both moved to different locations. He is uh, the lead pastor at Word of Life International Church based out of Sterling, Virginia. He's been that way for 17 years, the lead pastor there, uh, and he has a Bachelor of Arts of Missions from Southeastern University, but if I remember correctly, recently, not too long ago, I saw you on another set of cap and gown, and you graduated at the same time as your son. Is that correct? I did. I graduated with a master's in ministerial leadership. At the same time, my son got his bachelor's from Southeastern, so we graduated yeah. together. Yeah, how cool is that? How cool is that? We also got Howie Lemon uh, here with us today. Uh, many of you know this about Howie. He cultivates potential leaders, connecting and mobilizing them for community transformation. And he is the executive director of One Heart D.C., one half of the partnership between One Heart D.C. and WAVA Radio that brings you this show you're listening to right now, Good News for the City. Uh, as many of you know, One Heart D.C. is a collaboration of over 750 churches and nonprofits in the metro Washington, D.C. area. Uh, Howie just doesn't do this. He does a lot of things. He also serves on several nonprofit boards. He's been involved in redeeming the lives of refugees, 
who fled religious oppression. Uh, and previously, one of his many different roles that he's had over time was he served as a pastor of outreach, church, and community partnerships at McLean Bible Church. Uh, but before his community involvement, he spent 30 years in the electric power industry. He designed, built, and operated nuclear genera uh, generating stations. He was a founder of principal in several businesses focused on leadership and organization development and technical consulting. And he also has a graduate degree from Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And has degrees rather from Massachusetts Institute of Technology. You know, it's amazing sometimes, Dennis, that I speak for a living and I can't even read for a living, but we're going to let that go because people show us grace on the show. And the other place is Capital Bible Seminary. All right, Howie. I get, worn, I get worn out, Brian, sometimes when I get the privilege of hanging out with Howie. Mm -hmm. So he really is like a nuclear scientist, man. He so, is. So he's he like smarter than me and kind of wears me out, but I love him, man. Yeah, he's a he great is. guy. For those of us that know Howie, it's fair to say he has uh, the brains of a nuclear scientist and the energy of an Energizer bunny. But that's amen, for another, another conversation. Amen and amen. Because this conversation, Howie, is about street vine lights, which we've mentioned a few episodes ago, as Dennis referred to, but we really didn't get a chance to to dig deep into actually kind of what it does. And for for those who aren't familiar with it, um, I want you to tell us a little bit about it. And for those who are already thinking, well, how do I find it? You can go to oneheartdc.org forward slash COVID-19. We're going to talk about that some more and remind you of that uh, URL website address. Uh, but help us out, Howie. Tell us a little bit more. Well, Street Vine Lights is our unique opportunity as Christians to serve the Lord and be witnesses, uh, you know, uh, in our neighborhoods, uh, you know, in a more deliberate and consistent way than maybe we normally would. Uh, with the COVID-19 crisis and all that, we thought there was no better time than, than do what Jesus would do. And I, I think in, under the circumstance, he would say, you know, love your neighbors as yourself, as he commanded us. Uh, so it's a, uh, a specific opportunity to uh, care for our neighbors, pray for our neighbors, and as the opportunities and doors open up uh, to share the, the, the gospel in word and deed. Yeah, and I think that, as I've said before, and we've shared in conversations off the radio, is that I think most people have a heart to live out the gospel, live out the good news that Jesus has called us to do. But from time to time, and maybe even more than time to time, maybe a lot of times, uh, they run up against barriers, things like they don't know exactly what to do, or maybe in some occasions, they don't actually know where to start with what they think they're going to do. So uh, talk to me about how Street Vine Lights kind of bridges those two issues or helps in those conditions and, and what sparked this idea a bit, if you could. Well, um, first of all, it's always been on our heart. And, and Jeff Jacob, my good friend and, and uh, ministry uh, partner here, uh, has been doing this for a long, long time. But that uh, neighboring was key. It's key to the heart of of Jesus, uh, he. Uh, but but I think more than anything, uh, what sparked it at this time was that what we were seeing, uh, what the uh, the challenge brought on. There were some emotional, whether it be people being isolated or their patterns of life being disrupted, or just physical needs, basic needs, lost jobs, things like that. Uh, that uh, said, you know, this time more than ever requires us to get out there. Uh, we also saw that. Um, uh, social services and governments were struggling to meet some of those needs. And we said, what, what better way than if each of us helps as Christians to carry a little bit of that load? Mm -hmm. So what does that practically look like then uh, for those who might be listening? 
of what it means to get involved. Or maybe they say, okay, hey, I want to use this tool. If someone maybe fully adopts it as an individual or someone may be listening who's part of a congregation that a congregation wants to do it on a more holistic way. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, many of us just struggle with uh, even knowing our neighbors, knowing Mm -hmm. their names. And uh, it, it starts simply by knowing the names of our neighbors. Uh, you know, you may be in, in a, a subdivision for years, and it's kind of this really friendly wave and high, but it's not really a, a relationship and, and someone that you could go up and say, hey, uh, uh, how can I help? How can I care? So it starts with knowing their names. It starts with praying, uh, praying, asking, uh, how can I help? Uh, one of the things we found in our neighborhood is that now more than ever, uh, people have been cooped up in their house. Uh, they they want to get out and stretch their legs. We actually see more people out on the streets today than under pre-COVID mm. uh, times. So you run into people. And uh, it's a great opportunity to just say, uh, hey, how you doing? Is there anything I can do to help? But at the same time, uh, there are certain needs that um, – you know, beyond just bringing some some food or, or, or things like that, some simple things that are within our means that go beyond. So we realized that we needed to help provide a resource. We call it a caring connections knowledge base that provides um, a roadmap, if you will, uh, to what resources are available when we are unable as neighbors to, to provide them ourselves. So it's, a, if you will, a directory that helps uh, guide people to uh, meeting their needs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, how we mentioned, uh, for those who are listening here, uh, the term neighboring, if you're not familiar with that term, I do recommend a book. I hear good, good news for the city when our DC records a book called the art of neighboring by a guy named David Runyon. And if you read it uh, or heard him ever speak, he has this really interesting statement that I think Jeff, you and I would both agree with when Jesus says, love your neighbor, right? Um, it's a pretty broad thing, but he certainly means your neighbor as well, right? And it's really kind of difficult to love your neighbor if you really don't know their name. And and I don't think any of us get into this, you know, uh, this desire that I don't want to know my neighbor's name. But I think it's really easy to become so busy or so into your schedule or so that sort of stuff that we don't take those necessary steps in that way. And Jeff, this isn't this isn't how you work at all. In fact, as a pastor, you've been fully on board with this even prior to COVID-19. You know, we've talked about uh, art of neighboring and how that's connected in some way to what we're talking about now. What drew you particularly to support and participate uh, now in this initiative that Street by Lights helps us do? I just feel like, especially with COVID-19, um, what an incredible opportunity. The church has left the building, and it's something I've preached and said for years and years and years. It's time the church has got to get out of the building, and we've got to be Christ in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our locations. And so I feel like COVID just opened that wide open. But prior to that, for years, we've been praying for our neighbors and trying to get to know their names. But as we uh, came into COVID-19, I said, man, what an opportunity. Uh, Street Vine Lights is enabling us to connect with our neighbors, encourage in that. And so any opportunity for my people to meet their neighbors, to connect with their neighbors, uh, I believe the greatest testimony for Jesus is not what goes on in the church, but outside of the church and what believers are doing, living missional lives, making a difference in their communities. And so... Uh, I'm just all in from the beginning because I'm kind of an evangelist from from my heart. But I look at the art of neighboring and I think 
you know, Jesus' commandment was love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so it starts with those who are around you in your neighborhood, and it goes out from there. Yeah, and in fact, the fact you took this on personally, and from just learning to to connect with your neighbors, it actually brought about a group of people that that gathered and now become, for lack of better terms, their own congregation. Is that right? Yeah. So we started uh, several years ago with just praying for our neighbors by name, and uh, as I was walking my neighborhood praying for my neighbors, one of the things that stood out. I live in a kind of rural area, and there's not a there wasn't a strong local church in the region. And I was literally praying for my neighbors and connecting with them and doing everything I could to reach out. And I just felt in my spirit that the Lord spoke to me and said, well, Jeff, when they come to me, where where are they going to attend church? And it was literally this movement of praying for our neighbors and reaching out to our neighbors that caused us to open a campus near my house. And uh, it's just been fantastic watching our people grow, praying for their neighbors. And then with COVID-19, we really stepped more into the street vine lights. And, okay, we've been praying for a long time for our neighbors, but let's connect with them. And so I started walking my neighborhood and realizing there are, as you guys have mentioned, Howie, there's more people out during COVID-19 walking their dogs, meeting people. And so we, as a church kind of relaunched uh, with a four-week video series from what Brian uh, shared, The Art of Neighboring. We did a video series uh, on a Zoom call, and that was our Wednesday night Bible study for four weeks last month. And through that, uh, people just started going, wow, I have a really great neighborhood. There's some nice people in my neighborhood and started just to really get that. Okay, let's go beyond praying for them. Let's start touching some lives. Yeah. Now, was it difficult? Uh, I think that's anytime someone thinks about a new piece of a net technology or a new platform or a new or a new. I don't like this term. But I'm using it anyway, a new initiative, because reaching your neighbors is an initiative. It's called a gospel. But nonetheless, how it does sometimes is looked at as an initiative. Was, was it difficult for you to kind of get your people on board or due to the fact that you've been doing neighboring in so many things? It was just a natural extension of that. Um, it was a very natural extension. Still, people have the issue of um, I, I, I say this evangelism is the worst enemy, the, the word evangelism is the worst enemy of the world and the church. Mm. Um, <laughs> Christians hate the word evangelism because I'm not called to do that. And uh, the world hates it because we don't want to hear that. And so uh, bridging that gap and causing people to just realize, hey, this isn't a, this isn't a, you have to go out and preach the gospel to your neighbors. It may lead to that. But right now, just get to know them. Just get to know their name. Um, and and beginning to implement that. So people in our church caught on real quick because we've been praying for our neighbors, but now we're going more into, okay, let's connect with them. Let's get to know their names. Let's, let's really uh, make an impact. And so that was a, kind of a easy launch for us. But for any pastor out there that's thinking about this, I would encourage you, uh, my dream, Howie's dream is to see, Brian's dream is to see the entire D.C. region covered in prayer and good deeds. 
covered with people who are adopting their neighbors and saying, I will make a difference in my community. And so that's our heart, One Heart DC's heart, that if, if I really believe if everybody just adopted a couple neighbors, we could seriously impact the DMV for Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think going back to this COVID-19 pandemic, there, there's there been a whole lot of challenge and difficulty that come with it. But one of the great reminders is what you've mentioned. And I think what happens a lot of times on the show, we mentioned that the church is a people. It, it's not a building. Yeah. But if we're also honest, uh, the building can become a crutch uh, for things that people are supposed to do. And when you can't meet in your building, when you can't um, – do the things that you would normally do in the way you would normally do them. It, it exposes those areas of our life, hopefully with good ways, light into the darkness, right? Where we are not necessarily accomplishing uh, things in the way that uh, God wants to accomplish or in the manner because we're not going out meeting our neighbors. How have you seen as, as people sort of taking this next step uh, into street vine lights and, and making that connection beyond just praying to making those intentional relationships? How have you seen people change? Um, one of the comments that I keep hearing is, uh, my neighborhood is so much nicer than I thought because in the past I drove in, my garage door opened up, I went inside, shut it and never talked to anybody. But people are realizing, hey, I have some really great neighbors and some really wonderful people. And so just encouraging them, taking that extra step. We did the art of neighboring together, but taking the extra step and saying, hey, your homework this week is to bring back the name of your neighbors and uh, and something that you did, how did you connect with them? And uh, one of the greatest ways, how he mentioned, how can I serve you or how can I help you? But in the art of neighboring, one of the things you learn and probably the greatest thing for me personally in my neighborhood for meeting people is not that I have the answers and I have what you need, but maybe you have something I need. And I encouraged our people and they've started doing it and it's beautiful. Um, Hey, I need a ladder, an extension ladder. I don't own one, but I know this guy four doors down. I've seen one in his garage. Can I borrow your extension ladder or my next door neighbor? We work on cars and I borrow tools from him. He borrows tools from me. And we've got this relationship based on, can I borrow or Hey, um, one day there was a, uh, I know there's this huge guy that lives down the street from me, looks like pretty strong kind of a guy. And I had a sofa delivered on my sidewalk and they no longer, unless you pay more, they don't bring it inside anymore. And so I just knocked on this guy's door and said, Hey, I've seen you. Hey, is there any way you could just help me move a sofa? You look like a pretty strong guy. And it just opened wide open for me to have a relationship with Michael. Yeah. And uh, so I'm the one in need. Can you help me really get these doors wide open? He went from being the very well-built guy down the street to a guy named Michael, right? And then that is defined by so much more than just uh, the external things in that way. Now, Howie, I I think, I hope that most people here aren't listening, aren't processing this idea that uh, being light, being salt. uh, If you go to the front of the Street Vine Lights uh, website, it, it reminds us we are the light of the world, right? Um, it, it's, I think most people know that's not an option. It's a mandate that Jesus is calling you to do, but remind people just in case how that, that is a mandate if we're to be people of the gospel. Well, Brian, what you're referring to is uh, Jesus' 
uh, most famous uh, Sermon on the Mount, where he invited us into ways of of, of being in the world that that truly, uh, you know, helped us uh, flourish, but reorient our values and behaviors to be as as he would like. Uh, so this picture of of being salt and being light, uh, he goes on to say that you know what happens when the salt is not as as uh, significant that uh, you know when we lose it what happens and that, to maintain that uh, but yeah uh, so the, the whole street vine lights thing started with actually this uh, picture of um, you know what Jesus said actually in John 15 where um, you know I am the vine and you are the branches so we saw this vine weaving through the neighborhoods uh, the end of which was light that we were bringing into the neighborhood um, so uh, it's it's uh, hence the, the name Tree Vine Lights. Uh, so we we see that uh, this is a, a great opportunity to, to be the church, to, to as, as Jeff said, uh, just uh, be effective outside um, the building. Now, Howie, if someone was thinking about getting involved, uh, maybe as a church leader or an individual or as a community or a small group, how would have it be who want to make a difference? Could you just get, get real technical, real practical, describe that process? And yeah, real, real quick, uh, if you're an everyday Christian and, 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 and you're really excited about this idea of neighboring, uh, go to oneheartdc.org forward slash COVID-19. And there you will be led uh, through a very simple process of tapping into resources that you can use, a resource that will help you uh, understand who your neighbors are, to be praying and caring for them, uh, tips on neighboring, um, uh, ideas on neighboring, um, that resource database, the Caring Connections knowledge base that you could tap into to help direct your neighbors to a resource. If you're a pastor and you want to uh, empower a lay-led neighboring uh, uh, movement. Uh, you can uh, go there. There's a, a, a process that you can follow. It'll help you mobilize your church. It'll help you connect your church and community in ways that uh, maybe you haven't done before. Uh, but uh, And also, you would have an opportunity to see the collective gospel impact of your congregation, measure those results, see what God's been doing. And just on, on that note, uh, to date, uh, there's been over 23,000 households that have been uh, covered by various congregations and, and people in the area. Uh, so we're really, um, uh, really excited about what God is doing. Uh, but as Pastor Jeff had said, we want to see more. Uh, we challenge the church. Uh, what would it look like if each of us just simply took each, if ever, each Christian if you would, adopted two neighbors. We could cover the entire DMV, every household in the DMV, uh, in prayer and uh, be caring for them during this crisis. And Jeff, one of the things we like to do pretty much almost in every show, if we can, is, is get a story. Because uh, we hear things like what Howie's saying, and, and it makes sense intellectually, but when we hear a story, it connects to us emotionally. Can you share a story about how maybe one of your members jumped in, got out of the comfort zone, or whatever it may be, and it affected someone's life uh, for the kingdom? So I would say, um, I'll just share personal. In my personal neighborhood, I, there's a, I live in a group of six townhouses, and uh, we started this process just praying for our neighbors several mm -hmm. years ago. And I can literally go down each of those homes and 
uh, I could say that certain ones had, uh, you would hear arguing, fighting, screaming. And I've just watched the peace of God come into our neighborhood. Uh, people are connected with each other and uh, really making uh, such an impact uh, in the in the practical ways. And they don't even know it's happening. They just, I've watched the, the uh, animosity level between the neighbors just begin to go down yeah. uh, because we carry the Prince of Peace. We have the yeah. Prince of Peace within us. And then I have a, one of our staff just contacted me last week and said, hey, I went to a neighbor's house and borrowed something from them. And now I have a relationship for the first time. And they asked me what church I go to. Wow. That's awesome. Jeff, thanks for sharing. How is always, thanks for sharing and inspiring and giving tools for people to actually live out uh, what we're saying here. That is the gospel that makes a way. And if you want to know more, as Dennis will say in just a second again, you can go to www.oneheartdc forward slash uh, oneheartdc.org forward slash COVID-19. That's forward slash COVID-19 uh, to find out more about how you can get involved. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you both for being with us today. Again, you heard Brian just say it. Go to oneheartdc.org forward slash COVID-19, and you can learn more about this. By the way, guys, I've uh, since we have been here in Charlotte since uh, – March the 5th, when we were going back and forth every week between D.C. and and Charlotte, I never did get to meet my neighbors. Well, since we've been here, I know more about my neighbors. So, um, yeah, it's a just an extremely, extremely important ministry. The other thing you can do is go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. You can listen again and get more information, wava.com, keyword good news. Look under our podcast page. You can hear again. Or once again, you can always call me at the station. I get my messages daily, 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Thank you both. God bless you both. Thank you, folks. We will see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel gospel that makes a way. The gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703 And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.